What's going on out there, everybody? Welcome to 2024 Season 4 of Screenspeak, the podcast that is all about movies, life, and so much more. My name's Jordan Anderson. This is my podcast. And as always, as I like to start off each and every one of these episodes, it's always with some words of appreciation towards you, the listener. Uh, words of appreciation, words of gratitude, words of happiness to you know have you all here listening to the podcast. I really, really do sincerely appreciate it because this thing is my baby. Uh, that sounds weird when I say it like that, like I'm not like cradling it in my arms, but I do cradle it in my in my heart and my soul because this thing really does mean a hell of a lot to me, and I think it means a lot to you out there as well in the film community, the entertainment community, or just the I-like-to-watch-movies community. However you define that, I don't really care. You like movies, and that's why you're here is my best guest. Or you've just heard me on the podcast before, uh, or you happen to stumble across this because you're like, hey, it's 2024, this is a new year, I'm going to try to check out a new podcast out there. What's this screen speak guy? Who the hell is this? Well, you're about to find out by listening to this episode and hopefully future episodes because you like what you're hearing. As I usually like to start these episodes off with outside of the whole intro stuff is with some plugs, right? We got to get the plugs out of the way so that we can go ahead and proceed along with the rest of the episode. So I'll keep this short and sweet. Hit the follow button if you haven't already done that. If you have already hit the follow button, well then thanks for doing that. Seriously, thank you very much for doing that. It does mean a lot. Uh, I do track the analytics of this thing, not like you personally out there. Uh, but I do keep an eye on the growth of the show, so each and every follow does help make that uh, make that grow faster and better and all that good stuff. So definitely, definitely go ahead and do that if you haven't already done that. Hit that follow button. Boom! Do it. Don't know what <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Just boom. I, I I don't know. It's it's fine. It's fine. I can always hit edit or or not. Maybe not. You know? I, no. No. I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hit it on this thing, you know. A little little unfiltered raw reality sometimes isn't a bad thing to start the podcast off with. So whatever, I'm letting it roll. Um, okay, so you hit the follow button. What else can you do to support Screenspeak? You can always follow on social media. You can check out Instagram. That's where I post the majority of things on here. There is a Facebook community group, though I do admit I'm probably a pretty bad uh, manager of that page right now because I just don't post a ton of stuff on it. You're welcome to join the Facebook community group despite me not posting a ton of stuff on there. There are other people that are there, so feel free to have some conversations with them. That's perfectly fine. Or you can always reach out to me on email, which is screenspeakpodcast at gmail.com. I do keep all of this information in the description of this episode and most every episode, so if you ever want to get a hold of me, whether it's just to give me some feedback on the show, uh, to give it a rating, that's something else you can do. So whatever you're listening to this on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you can usually rate podcasts on these things. So my podcast should be no different. Give it a rating, even if you think it sucks. If you think this sucks and you're like, man, he just won't shut up with these plugs. I want to hear what the hell that, you know, this episode is actually about. Well, well, then give it a one star, I guess. I mean, I, I don't want you to, obviously, but hey, I, I can't really control you. And I'd rather have you do what you want to do and not have me tell you what to do. So there you go. I think that's pretty much it for the plugs. And and, and something I should say about these plugs just to kind of start, because I feel like I'm talking a bit fast right now. I just like to get through plugs fast, right? Just plugs sometimes, like they, they drain the life out of me because I just feel like the message is the same each and every time. It's pretty straightforward. I want the podcast to grow. I want you to listen to it. I want to want you to listen to it. 
And well, like how many times can I say that, right? Like hit the follow button, you know, go on social media, all that good stuff. I mean, podcasts aren't, you know, exactly like, uh, you know, it's not old yet like radio, but enough people out there listen to them. And I think they get the general gist of what they want you to do. They want you to come back for more and, and, and mine's no different. So when I do all this plug stuff, I just feel like I got to just get it out of the way, talk through it fast, because really that's not the stuff I'm interested in in the long run. It's the content. It's the meat of this episode and what I'm really here for, which is to hopefully have some inspiring conversations around the subjects of movies, art, and entertainment. Um, keep you engaged, keep you on your toes a little bit, and hopefully have you coming back for more because you just simply love this film community. You love movies so much that you can't help but come back for more. So in a nutshell, that's basically what I'm trying to do here with this show and more. So there you go. <sighs> okay. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for the plugs. So I'm just going to talk about 2024. What is happening in 2024 and what's the point of this episode? Let's, let's talk about that. So 2024 is here. It's a, it's a new season of screen speak. I, I consider this seasons like every time a new year starts, I just basically classify it as a season, though I don't look at my podcast as like an actual TV show. Uh, it's just easier to bulk it in the season. So this is uh, technically speaking the fourth year, uh, early, very early into the fourth year of screen speak, but here we are. Um, I have a lot of goals. I have a lot of goals that I have set sights for myself uh, for the podcast, which I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually pulling up uh, a list a list that I made for myself for these goals. Not that I can't just recall it off the top of my head, but hey, I just want to keep it real with you. And, you know, but at the point that I'm recording this right now, it's fairly early in the morning. The brain cells are still waking up. So I'm just trying to remember. <laughs> uh, remember all the big things that I'm trying to do. So main things that I'm looking to do this year for the podcast, uh, apart from producing just more content and episodes and whatnot, I want to attend more film festivals, so I definitely have my sights set on a few. Uh, certainly ones here in Iowa, which is where I'm based out of, but I'm also looking uh, out of state as well, which I don't know if that's going to you know, be wishful thinking or if I'm just being overly ambitious. I don't really know. But hey, I got to try uh, because what's the worst that can happen? I get told no, and then I'm right back here at square one. Uh, personal goals that I have for myself in the new year. Looking to host a filmmaker panel, if that's possible. I'd like to I'd like to be like a moderator of sorts at a at a film festival or something like that. I think I got the chops to pull that off, so we'll see. Uh, of course, I want to get more followers, more downloads, just more organic growth for the podcast. Um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, on the creative side, looking to do some collaboration, which that's actually just veering outside of the podcast. That's just to satisfy my creative soul. Um, there's some filmmakers that I've gotten to know over the past year, especially in 2023. And I'm not saying that I have anything locked in with them just yet, but there are some opportunities I could potentially have to at least get involved with like a short film here and there, maybe be like an extra in the background or something, uh, help behind the scenes in a way I'd like to do something like that, uh, to really give myself a taste of that. Cause I've just never experienced it before. And I actually think I'd have a lot to offer on that if I just, you know, take the time to believe in myself and, and see what I have to offer on that front. So we will see. And then I really think the last goal that I have for 2024 is I'd really like to get at least uh, not to diminish the other guests that I've had on the show, but I'd like to get one quote unquote high profile guest. 
meaning somebody that if I have them on, I mean, damn near anybody's going to recognize who they are because they have that type of credibility or um, recognizability, which I think that's a made up word. Uh, but they have some sort of presence about them that people are going to know about who they are. And I can hopefully have a really unique and interesting conversation with them on the show uh, that'll be like none other that the person's done before. So we'll see if I'm able to accomplish all those goals. But in short, I will tell you this on the subject of my goals and, and how we get there. It's by doing it together, honestly. I mean, it sounds a little kumbaya that like everybody's got to get together, hold hands and just, you know, march together for screen speak. But really, that's how we do this. I, I can't do all this alone. I need your help out there. So if you do hit the follow button, you hit the uh, the ratings on there, uh, you tell your friends, your family, people in the community that you know, in the industry, I don't really care. You can tell people on the street. Um, not that I'm just taking the shotgun approach for uh, the audience. I do actually have a strategic direction for the people I tend to target for this show as far as listening base goes, but that doesn't mean I don't want anybody and everybody to listen. So really every person has the ability to help, including you yourself who's listening right now. So please, please take a moment to do one of those things. Help this show reach its goals and aspirations that it has for 2024 and beyond and you will forever be in my good graces on that. I'm not just saying it. I do truly mean it. So please, please help out with that. All right. That's pretty much all I wanted to say as far as the opening of the show goes, as far as the plugs and things I have my sights set on for 2024. You can help me get there, so certainly help me do that. Let's go ahead and get into what the hell the rest of this episode is about. So you're about to listen to a conversation that I had recorded back in September. I know. September of 2023, which you're probably wondering why have you been sitting on it that long? It's just simply because I've been busy and there's a lot of work in running the podcast and producing it and, and doing everything that I do with it, including future planning. So, hey, it is what it is. But this conversation that I recorded back in September was uh, yet another part. I believe this will be the seventh in the series of episodes that I've produced from the Iowa Independent Film Festival. Uh, back in Mason City in Clear Lake, Iowa, back in September of 2023. Uh, and this one's actually a unique conversation, not that they all weren't, uh, but this is the very first conversation that I've ever had on the podcast where I actually talked to a band, and not technically speaking people that are a part of the filmmaking community, uh, but certainly part of the creative community here in Iowa. And so I talked to a band. Yeah, I talked to a band. The band's called Through the Darkness. I'll explain everything I know about them before we let the conversation play out. Uh, but yeah, reason that I talked to a band is because they had a music video um, for the song that they had called Reunited, and they had submitted it at the festival. I had checked it out as part of all the screeners that I had received before attending that festival back in September. And so I listened to their song, and I was like, hey, like I actually kind of like this song. This music video is you know, pretty creative. It's got some interesting ideas behind it. Maybe if I bump into these guys at the film festival, I can have a conversation with them about it. And that's pretty much what happened. I didn't have them like pre-scheduled to talk to me beforehand. I believe I just bumped into them at one point. It was at one of the after parties. I want to say it was the, uh, the last after party in Mason City is where it got recorded at, along with a handful of others. But <clears throat> uh, I ran into Tyler and Chris Gathercole. Those are brothers that are in the band. And then I also met... 
they're, I believe, I believe cinematographer, I could be getting this wrong, forgive me, it's been a while since this conversation, uh, Talif Sorensen, I believe that's how you say that young man's name, that young man's name, who am I, he's not even, he's probably like the same age as me, he's not that not that much older and, or younger, and I'm sounding like he's a child or I'm a child, I, I don't know, it's, it's going off the rails, I, bet, I, I, I best just continue. All right, so, Through the Darkness is the band, here's what I know. They started in around 2009. They are an Iowa-based band. Tyler and Chris Gathercole, they are brothers. They started the band, and they've both been playing instruments and uh, various various instruments since they were kids, I believe. I know one of them uh, looked like, according to a YouTube video on their band's website, they were playing drums at an early age. So, hey, that's pretty cool. If I did it, it would probably be just you know banging pots and pans with a bunch of spoons or something like that. And it certainly wouldn't be musical or cohesive. It would just be a bunch of loud noises that would piss the shit out of any relatives that are nearby. So that's what would have happened if I did it. But uh, let's see. Started in around 2009, Iowa-based band. They are brothers. Musical inspirations, as far as tonally speaking, what they sound like. I'm not an expert at describing music, but I can tell you that inspiration-wise, they kind of follow in the vein of uh, bands like All That Remains, uh, Bullet for My Valentine, Breaking Benjamin, A Day to Remember, uh, and many, many more. So in other words, like they have some metal aspects to them. They're experimental. Uh, I do think occasionally they do a bit, just a bit, so don't run away. Some Screamo stuff, I think. It's not really stuff that I listen to like on that Screamo side. Like I, I can't really understand a lot of it. But hey, I know there's an audience out there for it. So hey, if you like that sort of thing, fantastic. But I like the fact that they do a lot of interesting conceptual music ideas and they're experimental in their tone and they have some really good production value behind the stuff that they produce. And did I mention that they're just really nice people? So, hey, that's the main thing that I try to hone in on with these types of things. Um, interesting things about them. They have performed alongside a couple of national acts or, you know, big bands that you might have heard of. Uh, namely five finger death punch. Uh, so if you're here in the Midwest, that is definitely a band that you've probably heard of at one point or another. Uh, so they've been an opener for them as well as puddle of mud, uh, which is pretty cool. Cause I've definitely heard of both those bands puddle of mud in particular. I always think of that song. Uh, she fucking hates me. Uh, sorry for the explicit language right there, but I mean, that is the, the title of the song and it's a, it's a pretty great song. Like if you've ever been in the breakup, like that is a, that's a fantastic, like, I just want to, you know, release the frustration of being dumped or whatever. Um, been, a, been a minute since I've been in that boat cause I've been married for a bit now. Uh, but still great song, great band. And these guys have played for them. So that is pretty cool. Um, speaking of cool things though, that they've done. They have opened, I, b- I believe they have opened, so if they're listening to this right now, they can correct me and say, hey, jackass, it's not open yet, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct. They have a new production company that they have opened up called Art of Aries Studio, so I wanted to make sure I did a plug for that because it's actually pretty crazy, all the different things that that is entailing and, and what it's going to be able to offer to various different musical creatives in the state of Iowa and beyond, so let me tell you about that. So Art of Airy Studio, they are a multimedia production company. It's ran by a handful of experienced musicians, audio engineers, writers, directors, cinematographers, and producers, which together they make up this Art of Airy Studios, including the band Through the Darkness, and they offer recording and production services that are based on an hourly rate or a project rate base. So 
Simply put, they will offer people recording services, producing, editing, mixing, mastering songs, songwriting, and they can even do some theme and music creation, even for things like podcasts out there. Which even just saying that right now, I mean, not that I'm looking to change the intro and outro music for ScreenSpeak, but I guess if I ever was looking to do something different with that, I know some guys that can make that happen, being the people at Through the Darkness and Art of Airy Studios. So if you happen to be a person out there, because I don't know, you could be, if you're in a band, you listen to the music, you play music, maybe you want to connect with these guys because it would be well worth your time to do so. Because A, they're just really nice people, I felt, during the conversation. I think they are hard workers. They're doing a lot of really interesting things. And they are not slowing down anytime soon. So I definitely want to make sure I sing their praises on that and also support them in any way I can. And that starts by telling you about them and what they got going on. Uh, Just like me, of course, they got the social media, website, all that good stuff. I took the liberty of putting all of that in the description of this episode, so definitely go ahead and check that out, and that way you can follow them, support them, even jam out to their music if you like their music, or if nothing else, just support some local creatives out there instead of throwing all your money at the big studios that got the money already. It's like Starbucks. You know, they have it. There's a lot of it out there, but really the smaller people that are up and coming, they probably need it more than uh, than the big ones, though. I don't want to say don't ever see a big movie because, I mean, you know, Barbie, Oppenheimer, uh, any of these other big films. I mean, you know, I'll pay money to see those. They're they're great. So there's that. Um, okay. Let me talk about what we talked about. Let me talk about what we talked about. That's a tongue twister. <laughs> okay. So in this episode, we cover a lot of different ground, uh, give an intro to the band, talk about just music videos in general. Do they ever get submitted at film festivals? We talk about their style uh, for music, their concepts that they do. Um, of course, we talk about movies at one point in there. We talk about Marvel, Star Wars, handful of other things. But in general, it's just, it's a good conversation. I really like talking with these guys. I'm excited to see what they continue to do in the future. And I was just happy to have a band on the podcast, to tell you the truth, because again, it's a first. I've never had it, and ScreenSpeak likes to have its first. All right, that's enough and then some for an introduction to this episode. You know about me, you know about the goals, you know about Through the Darkness. You just want to hear this conversation play out, so let's make that happen for you. But do come back for more for ScreenSpeak in the future. I do have one more episode that's coming out as part of that series from Iowa Independent Film Festival, and then those are done, I swear. And then it's on to more original content. I have new guests lined up. I have new things in the works. If you haven't listened to my new segment, Screen Think, that's a new thing that I released here around Christmas of 2023. So certainly give that a listen. It talks all about my thoughts on physical media. I think that's it. There's just a lot of stuff going on right now. I'm trying to do my best to just keep up with it and get everything out to you uh, the way I want it to be, which is quality over quantity. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening and being patient with all of that. Here's my conversation with the band Through the Darkness. Let's do it. I got three people with me here right now. Why don't you each say your names under the microphone so we know who we're listening to? I'm Tyler. I am Chris Gathercole. Tolov Sorensen. Okay, very good. I, I love the formality. You know, it's very like I am so and so. Yes, this is me. It's my voice. Uh, you guys have a music video. 
or I, you know, I, maybe I don't want to say like a, a song because I, I don't know if you guys worked on the song. You just worked on the video. Like it's called Reunited. Yes. Yeah. So Reunited is a song that Through the Darkness released. Uh, I believe in the band Through the Darkness. The band you're saying? Through the Darkness. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say February. I actually do not know. can't remember. It's been a little bit. Uh, we released a music video uh, alongside the song on a certain date, you know. And, uh, yeah, we just filmed a music video and submitted it to the Iowa Independent Film Festival as well as, I think, the Iowa Motion Picture Association Film Festival. So. It's probably also important to note that we are through the darkness. So yeah. it wasn't that we were just doing a video for this song. <laughs> you're the band. I'm looking at the band. Yeah, you're looking at the band. Like okay. Ty- Tyler over there, he's the manager and percussionist of the band. Plays the drums, plays piano. What, what, do, you, what, what do you do? I play bass guitar, and okay. I actually write the scripts, write the lyrics, do the music videos, and then Talif over here is our cinematographer. My instrument is the camera. Yes. <laughs> Instruments, camera. Do you, do you play it well? I try. I try. <laughs> we, we like um, to think he's pretty good, but most of it's just learning. Now, are you guys based out of, like, here in Mason City? I mean, like, where, where do you guys base your band out of? So, back when we played shows, we based ourselves out of Des Moines just because that was, like, our weekend show gig. Um, but now we don't play a lot of shows. Uh, we're, like, just basically out of, we, we like to say Jefferson or Green County, Iowa. Okay. So, yep. And Are you wanting to play more shows? We would love to play more shows. It's just with the our current members and everything... Ten years ago, we played a lot of shows, and now everybody has families, and it's really hard for people to make time to rehearse. So yeah, we, we do not get together nearly as often as we used what do you get? Yeah. What's the rate of getting together right now? Well, every time we film a music video, we get together. <laughs> okay. That helps. So yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of times where we go to film a music video, and it's the first time that we're actually performing the song together as a group at all. Do now, now this is I, I might be a little naive on this because I'm not super familiar with music videos in, in the film festival space. Is it common for bands to submit videos into film festivals? Actually, interesting enough, for the last several years, we've submitted to the Iowa Independent Film Festival here in Mason City, and they never even had a music video category. So the last seven years is that? Is like that several right? years. Oh, I think several 2019 years. was the first year that we submitted. And uh, I think this is our third or fourth time being here now. And this is actually the first year that they've had a music video category. Wow. Like, all, all previous years, we were just in Iowa-made videos or short films. They, they didn't have a music video category until now. Are, are there other festivals that do have the, the, have the music video category? At the Iowa Motion Picture Association, this year and last year, we actually won Best Music Video over there. Congrats. That's yeah, awesome. thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. So, yeah, I think... Uh, it's really hit or miss. Some festivals have them, uh, have them, some don't. How do you guys describe your music? I mean, like, really tough, qu- tough question. Yeah. It really so, depends yeah. on the song. Talif has filmed about, uh, I think it's 13 or 14 music, you know, it's 13 music videos for us. Um, and they range anything from a piano ballad like Reunited or a, a metal in-your-face song i would not expect to hear that based off watching this video i mean like yeah. it was huh. not i, I yeah, don't expect true. like 
We kind of want to face off that yeah. kind of thing. And no. there's more like that too. That's not that's <laughs> yeah. not an outlier. Like, any these piano ballads are definitely a more rare thing for us. We're, we're a six man band with a screamer. <laughs> yep. Where are the other three band? Uh, three or oh, fuck? Uh, four? Yeah, there's four, four people. Yeah, yeah. Because yep. I, I keep thinking that like oh, you're he's part the, of the, the band, but he's, his he's instrument is a camera. I was in the video once. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, say something. We should say that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh. The third member, uh, our brother, he's the screamer in the band. He's one of the people that has a family, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's the one that definitely sets us apart when it comes to you know we have these soft songs and these heavy songs. Yep. And we have uh, our other singer who does like the pretty vocals. He does the more uh, reunited style vocals. Reun- yeah, he's the singer in Reunited, the male vocalist in Reunited, and he's got a whole family thing going on. And then same with Justin, who's our one of our guitarists. Yeah. So they're all around. It's just, you know, they're all busy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so I got to ask this. This might be a, a tallest question here. Am I saying your name right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I'm curious because I haven't really had the pleasure of talking with a lot of people that have worked directly on creating the vision for a music video and whatnot. And... You know, not to stereotype it too much. I'll look at Les, the board member, doing a squeezy face on the glass. Fantastic. That was beautiful. I tried to describe it as best I could. Still there. It, it is still there. Thank goodness. What you can see his lips, his, his goatee. It's all, all present on the glass. It's gross. Oh, man. Yeah, there might, there might be like a wipe or something to wipe that down. But it, it, it's all right. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get to. <laughs> what I'm trying to get to is that I don't get to talk to a lot of people about the actual direction behind a music video. Now, your guys' thing is not to me like something where I got to be on LSD and on a bunch of drugs. And that, I feel like that's kind of the vibe sometimes with music videos. It's just yeah. like a bunch of fucking nonsense thrown at the yeah. wall and somebody will get something out of it. But yeah. I'm curious... How do you, you know, form the vision behind this? Is it the lyrics that kind of um, like inform so it, or the, Chris brings the the idea, the shots, the things he wants, and then um, I'm I'm pretty much just figuring out how to get it done, figuring out how to make it happen. Like, um, I, I don't know anything about operating a camera, so right, like yeah. I basically bring a script of ideas to Tom, and then he puts it together and tells me how we can actually film it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so. in love with like the technical aspect of things, um, the skills behind them, the everything that goes, the story building for for their music videos is is always done by Chris because he yeah. he the the songs are a lot more to him than just music, so mm-hmm. he's got ideas all ready to go. Um, so in terms of like building the visuals, like that, that'd be more of what I do, I suppose. Um, but yeah, anything story related or idea driven, like, yeah. that's that's mostly ready to go. It's nice, honestly. How do you describe the visual style of this? Um, so depending on the song, again, we kind of build from from there up. Uh, Saving silhouettes for me is like my pride and joy with what I've done with them so far, because. Uh, Chris's idea needed like nostalgia, needed uh, childhood, yeah. and so for that I went with a, a choice of lenses that was really 80s and 90s, like dark fantasy movies. Um, it was filmed in scope and like real dark. It's saturated still too though, because it was like fairy tale scenes as well. But like our dark scenes were dark and and, and and grainy, you know. And like that was that was honestly a byproduct of the camera, but it it matched that retro 80s 90s look like really beautifully i think some yeah. shots look straight out of jurassic park or dark crystal you know uh i don't know i get uh 
I get a, I get a seed, you know, from them, and then and then from there it all it all grows. Now let, let me. This is a question for for each of you guys mm -hmm. here, just as far as music videos go. Do you think that every song has to have a music video, or do you think that like certain songs, like it, it certainly helps a lot more to appreciate it if you watch it along with the video? I'm always kind of curious about that. Yeah, uh, I don't think every song needs it unless that song is very, very important to the individual. Right. So, like, we have uh, a lot of songs on this album that we could do a music video for, but maybe the story is just a lot to tell, and we didn't. We we don't want to almost narrate that story. We want to leave it open ended, kind of. So you don't picture it. You can just use your imagination. That makes sense. Um, also, with with a lot of that too, there's. Um, if there's a song that you care about, you want to depict it the way you want it to be seen. So yeah. it's the exact opposite of what I just said, too. So it goes kind of both ways. I would say not every music video needs it, but if it's something that you care about, yeah, like you're going to be like, I need a music video for this. Any of you guys? What do you think? Well, a big thing, too, is like music videos have a totally different audience from just a song. So like in a lot of ways, music videos are how we market ourselves because they just have a bigger audience for random people on social media you know they sure. see a video they check it out and so in a lot of ways it's not that this, any of the songs need a music video it's more like finding which ones deserve a music video or yeah. will, will vibe well with the music video and when you can successfully do a music video it just it brings a lot more attention to it that's pretty much the is it tough to figure out which songs are like this one could use a video you know for some of them yes but like Talif was talking about Saving Silhouettes. That's actually the song or the music video that we won the award at the Iowa Motion Picture Association for. And that one was, I remember I just heard the guitar lines. It wasn't even a full song yet. Yeah. And I started writing up the music video idea almost immediately. And because uh, I already had a story in mind. I've been writing a book. And when I heard this guitar, I just immediately started imagining this music video, the stories from the story I was already writing. And it, uh, yeah, I mean, it came together really well. Extremely challenging, though. Like, we filmed every other weekend or every weekend for, like, you know, over the span of six months. But it was all outdoors, and it was like, a lot of the first time we did a lot of certain effects and stuff like that. So, How did you guys all get hooked up? Funny story. <laughs> so, A, me and Tyler are brothers. Hey, all right. Yeah. So, uh, Wait, who's big brother, who's little brother? I'm the big brother. Yeah, your little brother. Little brother. And, <laughs> and then our even littler brother is the screamer in the band. Yeah. But uh, okay. I was detasseling when I was like, what, 14, 15 years old. I think I was 14. So uh, I actually met Toloff when we were detasseling when we were very young. Do you have any thoughts on detasseling? Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think it was as bad as people always said. Because I mean, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm kind of asking. Because like I, I, I got some brothers, and I had one. Like he, he got fired from it because he was listening to. Uh, actually, he was listening. To, he had headphones on while he was yeah. doing. He wasn't supposed to do that. He oh, got fired. I didn't wear headphones. Well, see, all it was I, a long time ago. Uh, fair enough. All I remember is I got promoted to be a supervisor, so I didn't have to do anything. I just so had to it's, make sure it's, other it's, it's not that stuff. bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's bad. not terrible, especially when you're young. So you guys met while the tasseling. Yeah, and actually at the time, there was a cornfield, and all the corn was really short, so we were able to talk to each other all day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was telling him like, you know, one day we're gonna, I'm gonna be in a band with my brother. We're gonna make this band thing. At the time, there wasn't a band. Yeah. It was just kind of an idea. And Tall was telling me, like, 
you know, one day I'm going to make movies. That's what I'm going to go to school for and all that. And I was like, oh, one day you're going to do my music videos. <laughs> and then years down the uh, line... I saw, yeah, yeah. I saw Tyler High V. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I was like, you guys still want to do a music video? And, yeah, I think that's when I, I learned that you two were two different people. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we, we do get mixed up. I remember going back to the car and thinking, which one was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and the funny thing is, too, uh, when, when like, I can't remember the conversation, but I was like, yeah, we're going to do a music video. We're going to do two for this album. We had a 15-track uh, album. Maybe it's 13. I don't know. That we were uh, recording at Forte Studios in Boone in 2015. Mm -hmm. And we needed some marketing materials. That's what music videos are. Sure. It's also storytelling. And uh, we just linked up with Toloff, made it happen, and we did a cover on that music video list that we did okay. that first year. Who'd you cover? We did Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, Christ. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, relevant for this year. Yeah, it, yeah for it sure. Was, uh, I Knew You Were Trouble. And it's still out it there. It was awesome. It's actually it was, a pretty awesome music video. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we, we did it at a pool. It was just this pool party. It, it was, was a pool party. It yeah. was a pool party music video. There was nothing serious about it. And here we are, this this heavy metal band, and we're just like, <laughs> we're doing a pool party. <laughs> like, yeah, that's sweet. You know how many people in town had fun that day, though? Yeah, like, true. So yeah, true. many people. Yeah, that was and, great. And all these people got to learn for the first time that a music video means playing the same song yeah. over and over and over, over again. It's like, all right, guys. We need you all to look like you're having just as much fun now as you were two hours ago when we got here. How, how do you get people to sustain that? Like to sustain the the, the fun? You just have the singers know. yell at them and scream and have a good time, and it's like, all right, we're partying, guys. And what's cool is uh, everybody that's always been involved. They they're very adamant about like helping us perform and helping us do this. So yeah. It's, We've we we recently shot a music video. It was last year, I believe. No, it was actually we shot it the uh, we shot it in August of 2021, Yep, we put it together in a month, yeah. and we released it in October. Oh, sure. And it was a oh, almost yeah. nine minute music video that involved seventy people, and everybody either. Okay, not everybody. There was a few people that donated their time, but um, it, this was also kind of like a crowdfunded uh, music video too. Yeah. And it was uh, we had Norse Fire there. We got uh, porta potties. It's like a traveling traveling circus crew. Is yeah. What I'm talking about. No, this music video was really cool. Um, we had trapeze artists and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and out in the middle of a, like a cornfield, really, basically. Some friends of ours actually. Uh, went to this land that they didn't use for anything. They mowed it down so that we could have a whole entire a carnival, party. and then our out our band performing there and all this stuff. And yeah, we started filming at an abandoned school at one o'clock in the afternoon. And then we went over to the party spot for all the night shots that we filmed. We didn't quit filming until when was the last shot, Tom? Um, what was it? Five thirty? Yeah, it, it, I think I think it was four fifty-eight in all the morning. I remember is when we took our, our final shot. I remember driving home to the sunrise. Yeah, yeah, we, and we were all we were sixteen all hours, sixteen hours straight, and we're all talking about, oh yeah, we're gonna get the party and enjoy this. We're gonna get done filming. <laughs> we didn't enjoy. Next it. thing you know, it's all like, okay, we're we're done filming. We get to start tearing down now. <laughs> oh, we were scared. There was pe people camping out there. I mean, it was by far the most expansive project that we've ever worked on as far as how many people, locations we yep. used. But yeah, I mean, we filmed the whole thing in one day. And it looked beautiful. And it looked beautiful. We won an uh, award for it at IMPA this year. Yeah, IMPA, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Iowa Motion Picture? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we won the, the best editing, actually. Best that was the award of excellence. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. Let, me, let me ask you guys this, just because I've asked a few people this just in film festivals and whatnot. What does the accolade mean to you guys? Like, like, like if you get the recognition for it, I mean, like, what does it mean to you? I guess it's really just a matter of being like feeling progress. Because that's the biggest thing is now we've done 12 or 13 music videos. You look at the beginning and it's like you don't really have a, a way to gauge how much better you're getting other than like we feel like we're, you know, we're getting better. Yeah, you guys are, I mean, you have some bias on that because of course you love your, you love your shit. Exactly. Yeah. So when you start actually seeing like, you know, five years ago or whatever, we came here and we didn't win any awards. We never had any awards. Right. So to have people and judges and stuff actually telling you how much you've improved to the point you do start getting them, you know you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. I think when it comes to awards too, I've learned something. Before, like... <laughs> I never cared about award shows because I just wanted to make my stuff for me. But as like your concepts grow and your projects grow, it it becomes a sort of like credit to be able to earn like at a small level earn awards and then continue to earn awards off of what you do. Um, people can kind of see that you you can you can make a product at least yep. you know. And um, it, we take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I've, I've learned that that there's a, there's a bit of a credit behind earning awards. So you can you can grow your projects to a larger scale. I, I think of the you know the way I like I try to look at awards. I mean, like I I would never think to be like so pretentious to be like I must have that statue. I must stare. Yeah. At it. I must right. like wax yeah. it and like like you know just have yeah. every, like show it off to everybody. Like like fuck that. Yeah. It, but there is something to be said about being respected by your peers. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it shows a commitment to the work because there's a million creatives I've met uh, certainly in my life. Fortunately, I haven't had many of those type on the podcast, but there's, I'm sorry to say, there's a lot of bullshit creative artists out there that yeah. call themselves that. Yeah. Um, and they're just trying to make a job because they're lazy and don't really want to do something that actually has some weight and substance <laughs> to it. Yeah. Not trying to be too harsh on that, but, <laughs> but, but it's out there. Um, so I think sometimes, at least in the community that you guys are inhabiting, those accolades show respect for what you guys are doing. And obviously you wouldn't be doing all the work that you're doing if you didn't think that it mattered to people and actually it's going to have some reach and impact. To me, um, what that respect that means again. is like being able to, like a pick nose or being something? able to get more Sorry. people involved <laughs> with your project. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, if, if like the, the self-respect is one thing, but but having other people willing to jump in on your project, yeah, and, and then you can film yeah. something bigger, a larger idea, like that's where the respect matters to me. Yeah, just that people would be willing to, to trust you with their time. That's one of the things I absolutely. When, I, I might be a broken record on this podcast because I've said it multiple times. I absolutely love about the creative industry, if you will. I, I mean, you guys are musicians. I wouldn't say that you're going to be like a you know, a, excuse me, like a Spielberg or somebody like that, but creatives love to help each other out mm-hmm. like they love to build a community they love to find people that understand their insanity in certain ways because um, I understand there's a lot of people especially it depends on where you come from too here in Iowa there's a lot of people that don't understand what you're kind of trying to reach and accomplish uh, and I like to help in my own small way to yeah. say fuck you to that stigma yeah. uh, and, and let's show that Iowa actually has some some real creative talent going on here right. well and, and that's one thing that like we're all doing so I, the the audio engineer I have is Brett Bojack and he does all the mes- mixing and mastering for us okay. and so like he's part of my team tallest part of my team Chris is the director you know he, the guy that comes up with everything that makes it sound smart um, and then um, like I have, a, I have a whole team for a studio that actually can do music videos for other bands instead of just my band Yeah. and that's what we're doing as like 
um, artists is kind of figuring out how to like expand instead of just doing through the darkness music let's do other bands like music videos let's let's record bands let's record their concepts let's let's uh tell their story through his lens through uh brett's mics you know everything and so that what we've done is out of pure like uh love for art and expression and what we want to do is help others do the same so that's what we're doing is we're opening up a studio that can do that where is the studio going to be? It's going to be kind of like uh, a mobile unit. Okay. It's, uh, right now I have it in Ankeny at Brett's house where okay. we've been doing some live sessions for recording and he does all the cinematography mm-hmm. for that. And um, it's we're trying to figure out a, a spot in Jefferson like for Toliff and I and Chris to like work like, full time. That's still on the, the future drawing boards, but like it's in Ankeny right now. Okay. That's really, really cool, guys. Um, kind of curious though. I, I always try to kind of touch on this a little bit because I'm a big person about you know putting your money where your mouth is, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when it comes to the creatives and kind of supporting each other, I mean, yes, everybody likes to get the thumbs up on their you know videos and follows and things like that. But let's be real, money is gonna be a driving force on this. No one wants to talk about it, but right, yep. it, it's out there. Um, what do you think it is? I guess that people could do better to support either bands like yourselves people that are kind of creative and whatnot i mean like what can they really do to make an impact there i hate social media but i have to have it right and unfortunately it is just sharing and just being involved with the work thankfully with us being uh pretty local and pretty a big band we've had a lot of help so it's really beneficial when we have a group of 70 that's on a music video and they're all there to help and they're all like doing their you know their due diligence so to say and uh it helps spread the word so it's it's basically like you're saying money financials that's the hard part it's like yeah you're kind of uh whenever you're thinking about it what's uh you you not i have banter in my head it's when you swap like services or you swap something back in the day barter, barter yeah it's kind of like bartering it for artists like yeah. mm-hmm. like for example uh Tolf helps us with music videos you know but in the in the end no, like it's it's the audio and everything. Brett helps us with the audio, but we're all trying to work together to create build something. Yeah, build yeah. a studio that can, you know, have like the through the darkness style music video with other people's music. Mm-hmm. Financials is kind of hard with music. It's basically just if you want a music video done that's quality, that's like ours. Like yeah. you just need to, to hire us. You know, like, be willing to spend a little bit of money to express your story. Yeah. I just I, I, I try to just tell people to put the money where the mouth is because uh, so I'll, I'll tie this back to something related to movies and, and I promise you I've heard this I swear <laughs> so you talk to most general moviegoers and whatnot a, a thing I hear and it makes me like want to bang my head against the wall is anytime I hear somebody say Hollywood doesn't have any original ideas left man it's just a bunch of Marvel shit blah 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 blah, blah. And that's a good impression of the average the person that bitches <laughs> yep. and moans about this there is so much original stuff that is happening. Yes. A ton. Yes. So when I hear that, I'm like... What are you paying for? It? Yeah, I'm like, either like, I'm like, what are you paying for it? Exactly. Or I'm like, you're basically a hypocrite and you're lazy and yeah. you're not willing to actually seek out you something that's new. You say there's nothing original because you've seen Avengers five times in the theater, which I love Avengers, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and I'm but not going to, man. Iron Man's like, great. My point is, you're putting your money into the franchises and, and not going to the originals. You're, you're causing that. Yeah. 
It's as simple as that. Like the the original movies are there. I've seen amazing original movies. Yeah. In the last ten years. And, that, t- and that, TV's that just, a whole different ballpark. There's so much. The money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't watch much TV, but yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, I, there's there's literally more more movies and shows out now than there's ever been before. There's yeah. There's no lack of new things coming. It's out. All, it's honestly to me, I get overwhelmed by it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I I love seeing that there's more content that's out there, and there's some great stuff that some of these platforms allow. But at the same time. I don't. Want, I don't like to say like the word like diluted, but like there is just a lot out there. Yeah. It makes it harder, I think, for the average person that's you know maybe living a different life that's outside of this industry to yeah. kind of like tap into it. But at the same time, I'm just like shit. If you really claim to be somebody that gives a shit about art and like really wants to like support somebody that's up and coming. Go less yeah. to the yeah. comic book movies, man. Yeah, I exactly. mean, seriously. Or just see them both. You can. I, I mean, as long as everyone's getting supported too, I'm just. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I just, I just, I gotta, I just bring up the money, man, because, I, I, like, creatives sometimes, you know, creatives like have like a, a, a stigma or a stereotype with them, or like they're not good with money, you know, like they're just like they're so free willing and stuff, like they don't even think about money, and they need someone to kind of reel them in sometimes. But I think the audience member has more power than they realize. Absolutely. Um, and in the music industry alone, that I'm sure is playing in the parent something i talked about in the podcast before it was actually one that i recorded here so it'll it'll tie back in nicely for the people that are listening to this um iowa i talked about from my music knowledge and i'm so sorry for the people i'm going to kind of throw under the bus there's a lot of cover bands here okay yeah yeah. there's a there's a lot of uh i don't want to be a dick and say a bunch of like has been like there's 38 special and like boston that's got the original one drummer from like 1970 or something (laughs) but i don't see a lot of support always for original bands that are coming up in this area and trying to give them a shot and i'm like why that's a great question um so we haven't been in the live scene for probably like three or four years I have a lot of friends that still play shows and everything and a lot of them have resorted to joining cover bands because that's where the money's at and I get it I get Could it, it be, I don't know if you have this issue but like yeah. at night it's time to like go to bed so you don't want to get too invested in a new movie mm. so you watch something you're comfortable with that you've yeah, seen yeah the, the comfort movies man yeah yeah. is maybe that just a widespread issue where people don't really have the time anymore to like go to a bar for three hours and listen to a new band not, not as an yeah. excuse but could that be maybe I like see people that. don't have yep. the time I understand so they, they know they go to somewhere they know is, uh, that they're used to and it, also you know? this is this is going to tie back into the studio perfectly like yeah. there's so many bands out there that record really good songs play really great songs live and then there's so many that don't get a good quality product and so they try they put out this song and it doesn't sound good and it doesn't actually sound like they they're performing live and so they put all this time into this track that goes nowhere so they get discouraged because they didn't record it well enough they didn't have somebody there to be like hey you need to take another take of this because you that doesn't sound as good as it did when i heard you play it last wednesday like you have to be like realistic with like um your productions you have to be realistic with like the cinema aspect of everything like and that's what i feel like a lot of people aren't doing is they're like oh i'm just gonna diy it you know it's like yeah we've been diying it for five years but we always had that like innate knack to like we refuse to release something that's not good you know yeah so that's one reason our first music videos actually turned out really well and they also got like a lot of views because you know what 
they were quality. We have come along with this. We have. I, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, even at the beginning, like, it was just... Yeah. Well, eh, the music video's not terrible. It was good for where we were at. Where exactly. We were at. How, yeah. how, how long... Not, it, it's Through the Darkness, right? Yeah. Yep. How, how long has this been a band? We started... We played our first show. Uh, it was either 2012 or 2013 in Des Moines. We played, like, a lot of smaller ones, though. Sure, sure. Yep. So about a decade we've been writing and playing a thought i have and i promise i don't want to be like the old man yelling at the clouds but hear me out for a second okay uh when tyler here it is tyler right yeah remember people i I met these guys not that long ago so (laughs) coming some slack social media yep social media right now i'm not anti-social media it's a necessary evil sometimes i mean even for this podcast i I gotta do the whole hit the follow button man like you know do do, do the shit it's exhausting sometimes to do the plugs because it's like, fuck, I mean, I think people get it at this point. If yeah. they like, if they like my shit, they're gonna, they're gonna hit that. Yep. I don't have to beg. Yes. <laughs> but that being said, I think sometimes the theory I have is kind of going back to the comfort movie stuff. A lot of people, I think these days are mentally overstimulated from just a fucking plethora of shit out there that is constantly either flooding their feeds, it's flooding their YouTube, their TikToks, there's all this shit. They're trying to maintain their day jobs that has them like dragged in like five different places at once. They're trying to maintain relationships and stuff. And I think sometimes it's it's not it's not necessarily intentional. It's just people are fucking exhausted. And that's sometimes why people go back to a comfort thing because you have familiarity with it. It's nice. <laughs> I was exactly. actually gonna. I was gonna say something like that. So it's funny yeah. you, you said it before I did. Yeah, whether yeah. whether you're talking about movies or music, because like a lot of bands that get really well known on YouTube, the reason they're well known is because they do only covers. Yeah. And they sit there and they just do all these cover songs, and every week they release cover after cover. And it's the same thing yep. with what we're seeing in Hollywood right now. It's all remakes and sequels and yeah. all that kind of all, thing. But but I like remakes and sequels. Those stories are good for a reason, and I don't think it's a bad thing to see another iteration. So what are the, some of the remakes and sequels you like? Because uh, I, I would agree so, with you. They're, so they're Mavericks, not all bad. Maverick's a pretty good, obvious one. There's Tron. The, the, the Tron Legacy movie was like a but banger. The, but, but that's a sequel. Yeah, a legacy yeah. sequel. Okay, not so really a reboots, um, you're going to have to remind me. I got so much... Well, so shit. Uh, <laughs> the new Indiana Jones movie is a banger, also a sequel. I haven't yeah. seen it. I'm seeing Old it. ass indie. Still, uh, get, still cracking the whip. Reboot specifically, I really enjoy. Because yeah. there's not one way to tell a story. There's not one way to see the story, you know. I, I love seeing one story and done by another director's director's viewpoint, you know. I love that. And, and I'm not necessarily saying they're all bad. I guess what I'm oh, saying there's is... Oh, sh- there's some shitty ones. I mean, now it's shit. just becoming such an oversaturation of those things yeah. that now all the original content is being shoved away. No, Because now these creators, all of Hollywood right now is doing that because no, they you're see, right. they're seeing that's where the money is. That's right. No, that's right. But everything, everything comes and goes in waves, man. Like, it's gonna... Yeah. We're gonna have a new flood of original content like wait out it's just how it's just how things work things go up and they come down and they go back up well yeah because eventually we're all going to stop watching these movies yeah exactly that's, Hollywood's going to be that's, all like but okay I natural. guess we should probably do something but that's else. natural look what's happening to Marvel they've built such a big pile that now it's falling apart that's yeah. natural now they might be I don't know I don't know what they are inclined to do but Maybe they'll think about putting money into original stuff, new content. Let's yeah. let's find a new story. Yeah, like the we world's can build new wins. Yeah, there we go. I'll I'll talk about this because you guys are bringing up Marvel, so I'll give my little two cents on where I think the state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, look, since 08, Iron Man, 
It's fucking Robert Downey Jr. I mean, like, like there's, some, there's, some, there's some good shit here. Like, they were swinging for the fences for right. a long time. I mean, right. I, I will absolutely not take that away. Like, yeah. it, they did some shit. They built cinematic universe almost as a thing. You almost wouldn't even say that before Marvel. Right, right, yeah. So I won't discount that, okay? I won't. But I admit, I, I'll try to keep my language fairly PG here, but, like, when it basically got to the point of Endgame, and quite literally it's like... This franchise is about to blow its load. Like yep. it, it is, it is at that point where it is like we're peaking. Yeah, we're peaking. I mean, this is a pinnacle of like a decade plus of films that are all fucking converging together into this beautiful, glorious battle. And it was amazing. And I'm not gonna lie, it right, was absolutely right, right, amazing. Like that—that's right. not a movie. That's an event. Right <laughs> now. That being said, now we have a bunch of movies that just kind of feel hodgepodge thrown together. They're connected, but like, are they really going towards a greater purpose like the other one? And and here's where I kind of, as a viewer, started pulling myself back. I don't even want to say it's superhero fatigue, because, I mean, shit, I'll be like a little kid. If there's a good Batman movie, I mean, yeah. Batman, I mean, yeah. like, come on, like, I, I'm in. But the thing with Thanos and everything that they kind of introduced with the world is... Basically, I kind of learned from that that a death in the comics kind of means nothing. I'm like, where's the stake? They're just like they'll find a way to do some time travel shit or dimensional shit or right. something like that, and then it's like they're back, and it's like nothing ends. Yeah, like, so then I don't fine. feel any weight to anything, and it just kind of goes and goes and goes, and I'm like, I, I think it's okay. Not invested. I think it's okay to enjoy what you enjoyed and, and, and leave the rest in. In, in the past, you know, yeah. like uh, Star Wars is under the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I I love everything Star Wars. I'm biased. There's others who don't. I don't mind that. Scroll on. It's like it's that easy. I think yeah. because we shouldn't like what's the right word invalidate the people no. who do like all the Marvel content coming out. I don't. You're right. After Endgame, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm bored. I, don't I mean, there, there's anything. been but, like there's been that some. Mean, that doesn't mean that there aren't people who enjoy it. You know, yeah. so like. It, we just have to be careful not to turn an opinion into a fact and, yeah. and ruin other people's enjoyment of it. Yeah. You know, like, and, let's and all just move on and pay for other nice. movies. Yeah, like, yeah. we, we totally disagree about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah no, but that... I'll buy my ticket and you can sit at home. Look, we're yeah. both happy. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I think we need to let it just go its natural course. Yeah. They're going to flood it. That's fine. Watch what you don't. Watch what you do. Watch what you don't. That is a big thing I will say from a critic standpoint, which I, I would not consider myself to be a critic. I'm somebody that likes to have in-depth conversations about film and art, and I like to expound upon it. I don't give, like, the grades and stuff like that. I don't yeah, do that. Yeah, same. Well, it was a good movie. Nah. You know, one of the benefits of Marvel reaching the form that it has is that it opens up room for other characters that probably, honestly, would not get a film before the success. Like, I think they're doing, like, a Craven the Hunter movie. Yeah, I'm not saying yeah, I even yeah. know jack shit about that, right. but I'm Same. saying I don't think without this previous success that kind of thing gets involved. And there's going to be some person out there that's just like, yeah, screaming the hunter, yeah, thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not to discount that, and I'm very quick to say that an opinion is just that. It's an opinion. It's yeah, not but fact. we can. I can't we, say that. Yeah, but we can often use our opinions against other people, and it's yeah. like it, it's not. I mean, look what Star Wars did. Dude, it, it divided it, it a went lot from, of people. It went from, exactly. Terrible things were said to people and done to people yeah. over a fictional story. Yeah. Like, I love Star Wars, and I love to escape into Star Wars world for two hours or whatever the runtime is on. Right. But that doesn't mean I get to, like, force that on other people and be a dick. So, I mean, yeah. mm -hmm. let's just leave our opinions to ourselves and move on. Watch something else. And, the, and everything else will work its way out. I mean, it, it, you know what you're reminding me of is like the so so my dad a long time ago he used to work in like cable and advertisement and and he used to manage a cable station. This is way different 
time television. Yeah, yeah. So he used to be um, on on uh, on management and whatnot during the time of like Beavis and Butthead. Okay. And he tells me that like he had these people that like, they call and just be like, yeah, butthead is saying all kinds of horrible stuff. Like, I, me, 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 me. you know, like my kids seeing that and all these, you know, just frankly uptight asses that can't understand yeah, yeah. Just that this is a joke from yeah, from yeah. Mike Judge. And my dad would always use the classic line. I still think it's tried and true today. Change the channel. Yeah. So yes, what? Yep. 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 That, that's the it. point of having a free country, not to get like America. Exactly. But I'm like, exactly. shit, if you don't like it, there's a million stuff out there. Who cares? Exactly. It's fine. Nice. That's all I'm ever saying. I don't get why we get so worked up about no. rotten life tomato is too, Life is too short for that. Yeah, no. like, screw I agree. it. Screw it. Just go enjoy movies. Now, let me tie it back to you guys' band here. Not that I didn't enjoy ranting about this. No, same. But, Thank you. I needed to get that out. It's good. I'm glad. This is therapeutic in some ways. But your guys' band... Kirby! Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Who's Kirby? Hey, he's too loud. He's, he's our youngest brother. He's our, he's our uh, actor. Yeah, uh, well, I was going to say, if, if there's a chance he swings by here before we stop, we can get him to come back. He's going to the pisser. Does he get a lot of shit for being named Kirby, like like the character? Literally you know, like the just pink, pink today, at today while we were going out to eat, the, the cashier was all like, "Oh, like the video game? You yeah. gonna eat this taco and turn into a, a burrito like, man?" <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So yes, actually, he does get a lot of shit. Did he take it in good stride? Oh yeah, he does. I mean, Kirby's a cool character. He's my favorite character <laughs> in Smash Brothers. Kind of a cheap character. You just turn into a rock and smash shit. But I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's a very easy one to use. Sorry, tying it back to the band, I promise. Um, you know, where can guys find you? I mean, you guys have your stuff on Spotify, is it YouTube? I mean, where do people find you to listen to you? Yeah, um, I would say YouTube's the, like, if you enjoy watching music videos, I would just go to YouTube because there's okay. a playlist for all 14 of the music videos we have right now. And it's in, I'm pretty sure it's in a, an order of, like, newest to oldest. And that's actually great for quality as well. So you could just awesome. start at the beginning, which would be Reunited. And then I believe it goes to our next one, which is Move the Masquerade, and then Save the Silhouettes, and then down the line. But yeah, we are on Spotify as well. Yep. Awesome. Spotify, we got. Uh, we're on every single platform that CD Baby distributes to. So Here we go. So here, bringing this up. So I'm pulling up my Spotify in here because i got to make sure I give you guys a follow on here. Otherwise, <laughs> I, I, I'll be a hypocrite if I don't do this. Nice. <laughs> okay. It's easier. You punch in. I got Punch you. in the band. Hit that follow. Give yourself a good rating, too. Five stars. <laughs> I mean, listen, that? I, haven't, I haven't even heard one yet, but you know. That's that's just how much I appreciate you guys sitting and talking with me, man. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank I mean, you. like, seriously, like, I, like I, I'm the type, too, like, every follow, even if I get one, I'm just like, yes. Yep. Yeah. I got another. Wait, what? You got you got a Spotify oh, podcast, yeah, yeah. man? Let me yeah. find that real yeah. quick. I was going to say, yeah. Let's, Spotify. There we go. So, yeah, my, my podcast, I, I do the... So I record an intro and post on this whole thing, so I always front load my stuff because I hate all the ads that interrupt podcasts in the middle. So in the beginning, I'm just like, oh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you podcast, the, the whole the whole shit. So, yeah. yeah, if you listen to a podcast, you can find it. Uh, my face is right there, so boom. And, what is it? Uh, screen speak. Screen speak. Yeah, so it's, it's actually oh, right, yeah, right, right there. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you can take a picture of it. There you go. Oh, you can get five stars. I don't think we get five stars. As a well, band, I don't think you star it. Well, you don't star it on your guys' Spotify? I don't I don't think uh, you can do that can for you, a podcast. Can you, uh, really? Yeah, I mean for, uh, for an artist. For, for a band. Okay, hang on. Let me, I, let me figure this I think out. it's just a follow. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Why? Great one stars. <laughs> no, but like, should, should, they not, should they not be there? 
No, it's uh, like, why, I, I like, think why it's why only for podcasts. Yeah, but should it, should it be there for oh, bands? Oh, I see. Um, I don't know. I would. I don't That's know. A good point. That's interesting. Maybe it's maybe it's just I haven't even noticed accounts. this until now. So maybe it's a, a very nice way of being mean by not following a band on Spotify. I mean, do you guys track your analytics? Right? I mean, how how into the weeds do you get on that? Uh, very little right now since we're not releasing. It's music. usually when we're right. releasing a new song yeah. that I'll sit there and go over the numbers and all of that a lot. Yep. Will you panic like if you drop something and there's not like a shitload of views within like the first hour? I mean, like, what is the expectation? My expectations is to try to get a thousand streams on Spotify. Okay. Within uh, the first month, which isn't a lot. Okay. And that's the no, thing I mean, is, like that's that's not. So. No, and yeah. and that's with people that listen to us on like iTunes, um, Apple Music, uh, YouTube Music. So okay. Then you can throw in all the other streams that like you utilize us and yeah. like our YouTube views, our music video views, and everything. That's a big thing that we do keep track of. But right on. Yep. Okay. Do you guys have any final words? As if this is like your last will and testament. But I mean, like, do you have any final things that you would like to say on this episode? Um, you should follow through the darkness on YouTube <laughs> and Spotify. That's our that's our biggest uh, thing. You should yeah. just at least check out our YouTube and see if you're interested at all in our our art style, the videos we make, saving silhouettes especially, good place to start. Um, yeah, because we have a lot of ideas for what we're doing in the future. We want to get into doing short films and feature length films, yeah. not just music videos, but. You know, eventually we want to get back into playing shows like on a regular basis, like we used to. And yeah, so like right now we're kind of at a resting point, but we're hoping to get back into full swing. Um, I just want to say, go see movies at the theaters more, because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to lose theaters. Yeah, theaters are awesome. Yeah, actually, Preach. I Preach, I make a point of going to movie theaters like at least once a month, some, sometimes three times a month. And, you know, I make sure I spend all my money there. I buy their $8 beers and all that stuff because I want to support the theaters. And uh, I remember for a while I was really scared that we wouldn't have theaters. I, I Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But I, I definitely can understand the fear about losing exhibitionist, uh, exhibitionism. I'm, exhibitionism? You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about theatrical experience, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely was scared when when COVID was happening. Like a lot of people were. I, I know it kind of gave streaming the reins to just kind of like run rampant and just kind of like take away from the communal experience that kind of comes with this. Um, but I absolutely think like things like this, like us sitting here at this table here in this corner of Mason City Brew, best brew by the way in Mason City. They're not a sponsor of this episode, but I just feel obligated <laughs> to, uh, you know, give them give them a shout out because I'm recording in their space. They're, they're actually being really cool. I, I promise. They're, their their owner has a very dry sense of humor. He'll understand. Um, but this does not happen without theaters. Yeah. To, I mean, to be honest, or theaters or film festivals. Oh, this, exactly. this, how how would this happen? What am I going to do? Just randomly stumble across you guys online yeah, and, right, and somehow right, get connected? Exactly. No. Exactly. So you need the communal experience. I mean, I think it matters quite a bit. Wait, Absolutely. Is, wait, what's happening? Oh, nothing. Are you signaling for more? Yeah, baby, baby brother Kirby's gonna give me a drink. But <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, hey, he's coming over here. Yeah, he's coming. Kirby, over here. hey, hey, dude, come here. Two cars. Oh, oh, hey. Oh, wait, are we like a sending? Uh, yeah, we're gonna a beer run. Him. Yeah, <laughs> is, that's what we is do. That a no, I just got the free one. Key, I don't. They're in the car. 
Just hey, give me um, uh, give me this a ginger ale and has vodka. Into hey, wait, them wait, listening to us make beer orders. So, so we're recording right now. Uh, we were just talking about you a little bit ago. You should say something in the microphone just so that you can be on this episode. Anything you want. My name's Kirby Gathercole, and I was the main actor in Reunited. Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah, we were actually uh, making fun of your name, Kirby. It always has to do with something. something. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger ale, vodka. Vodka. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> what a good guy. He's, yeah. he's going to take the car. He's helping you out. Baby brother Kirby. Baby. Does he wear that hat a lot? He does now. He just bought he it. He loves that hat. Yeah. No, no. Not everybody can pull a hat like that. No, he looks good in it. I, I, I'm not just saying that. Like, I, I think it actually works well with him. That should be the picture of your podcast. Just him. Just him. Just Kirby hat. walking away to get us beer. Like some <laughs> hero in the sunset. You know. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not half bad with my Photoshop skills and stuff like that, so don't put me to a challenge that I won't. I mean, I'll take it. All right, you guys you guys have been very generous with your time. Um, I've obviously got to listen to your music more, I mean, past the Reunited stuff, because obviously I liked it. I do actually try to make it a point. As excited as I am to talk to people, I know just be like, oh, cool, somebody talked to you. Like, looking great. I'll kiss their ass yeah. and pretend I like their stuff. Yeah. And no, I don't do it. Like, you guys actually had a good song. It was sweet. I'm glad that you guys got the premiere here. Hell of an award ceremony. It was interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and sure was. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, awesome. Well, that's thanks it. for having oh, us. Thank you. Yeah.